You're listening to Real Estate Investing Talks, a Simply Do It podcast. Your journey to success in real estate investment starts right here, right now. Here's Danny Bate Orr. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending where you are. Danny Bain Orr from California. We are doing our weekly session about real estate investing. And we have the second part today of ingredients for success. The ingredients for success is something that uh, I like to do near the year end and the beginning of new year. Uh, I usually do it. That's I do it once a year. It's something that I've put together some years back when I was invited to speak for a group in Silicon Valley, and they wanted something a little bit different than your typical real estate investing, you know, um, a class. Uh, so I decided instead of tackling the course aspects of real estate investing, like foreclosures and REOs and, you know, and different strategies, just to talk about more of uh, the foundation, your foundation uh, for success. And I divided it into two parts. Part one is the trivial stuff, which, which we uh, did last week. And if you missed that, you can actually... <clears throat> Hang on, we have a little bit of problem here. Um, if you miss that, you can actually um, catch that on our podcast um, or catch it on YouTube. You can actually view it, no problem. So uh, first part was the, what I call the trivial stuff. And I'll just recap it quickly and say the trivial stuff is location, location, location. Um, you know, find, making sure that you find the right thing, setting up the right uh, t- deal. Uh, uh, setting up the right team, buying low, selling high, doing your due diligence, uh, knowing your market, investment criteria, and the exit strategies. So this is something we talked about last week. Um, of course, in more details, I'm just going to quickly recapping. And today we're going to do part two. The part two is what I call the less trivial, or uh, in other terms, I call it the investment muscles. And I'm going um, um, to talk about things that are more um, quality and not quantitative. And those things, what I found are helpful if you remember to use them. It's like different mental muscles or investment muscles to help you succeed. So by all means, if you have questions, you know, we hold these sessions every week. If you have questions in the live, post them regarding the topic. If you want to do, uh, have questions that are uh, not directly related to the topic, but are related to Investing, by all means, you are welcome. The whole purpose of this session is to engage with you either during a live, like we have right now, or during the post-live, when you watch the recording or listen to the recording on um, on uh, um, on the uh, um, you know uh, audio podcast and uh, <clears throat> uh, online. Okay. So uh, let's go through the, I think I have like uh, eight or nine different, what I call investment muscles. I'll go one by one and I will explain what I mean. And then I'll have, I'll ask, I'll take your questions, of course. So the first muscle, which I think is important is defining your success. Now, why, you know, we all talk about it and I don't think you need to take too much time, uh, you know, to, to really define your success. For me, it's like more defining a specific goal you want to get to, even a short term goal. Let me give you an example. One of my investors who lives in, you know, in, uh, in Silicon Valley, uh, defined, and I'm talking about 
mid-2017, I think uh, mid or towards the end of 2017, that by the end of the year of 2017, he wanted to own two properties. And by the end of 2018, he wanted to buy five more. So that means by the end of 2018, he wanted to own seven properties, which I have to admit, not only that he accomplished that exactly, seven properties, he's already exploring the next ones. So that's a very, you know, and he was very much goal, he still is a, a very much goal-oriented person. And he said, that's my goal, that's what I want to accomplish. And we were able to accomplish that. So that means a very simple, right? On one, on one by the end of the year, or by, you know, by my first rental within the next three months, whatever, something, keep it simple. It's something you can easily measure if you succeeded or not. That will calibrate your mindset towards, um, uh, towards you know, achieving that goal. So I think defining even a simplistic goal is important and may even write it down somewhere that will help you make sure it's, you know, to internalize it. So that's number one. Define your success or your short-term goal. Don't go ballistic with, you know, life goals because sometimes they are longer to accomplish and hard to, to accomplish over time. One property in the next uh, quarter, I think that's a very achievable, very easy uh, goal to understand and to follow, uh, in order to follow. Number two, determination. Determination. Very, very, very important when it comes to real estate. When you're in the process of investing or owning real estate, be ready. You will have uh, points or interaction of discouragement. For example, the guy that I just told you about, it wasn't easy for him or simple to, to, uh, to buy the two first properties by the end of 2017. He made offers, he got, you know, uh, uh, offers got uh, rejected, offer got accepted, he didn't pass the uh, inspection. So there's all, you know, there's things that he wasn't planning on that uh, showed up and created the discouragement. However, he didn't let the, um, uh, the you know, those incidents, and you know what? It will happen. It's not if it, uh, you know, it's not if it uh, will, you know, it's not if it uh, will happen or not. Something will happen along the way, either in the purchase you know, period or even when you own the property. Remember your goal. Remember the bigger picture. I see many times investors freaking out on a house that it takes another month to rent and they're losing their, you know, their sanity for the wrong reason. Who cares about another month or two of vacancy? Not that I don't, but in the bigger scheme of things, who cares about another month or so of vacancy when you're looking at an investment that's going to really significantly impact your future in the long run, in the long term, right? So you will not even remember in seven years from now that along the, you know, along those seven years accumulated, you know, vacancies, you probably had I don't know, uh, um, six months, right? Let's just say six months to combine, not per month, not per year, you know, combine. You're not going to remember. You'll remember it, but it's not going to be as significant in your financial life. So determination will remind you to stay focused, will remind you to stay on track and not to get discouraged by the things that will happen. Vacancies and, you know, miscommunication with property managers and maybe even getting an eviction, you know, that can happen too. And something breaks, those things will discourage you. And if you're not determined, they will probably, you know, uh, put you on the back burner and not execute. So determination is important. It will significantly help you. That was number two. Number three, focus. 
focus, focus, focus. It's probably maybe one of those, uh, one of the most important thing uh, to remember uh, to stay focused. And why do I say that? So I've been investing in real estate since 2002. So that makes it what? Uh, 17 years now. I have been helping others to invest in real estate, supporting the, you know, um, supporting, answering, hand-holding, mentoring, whatever you want to call it, since 2004. So that makes it what? 15 years, right? 15 years of, um, you know, on a large scale, I'm talking about the thousands of, you know, real estate uh, purchases that were, that I was involved in one way or another. Um, and I can tell you, and by the way, I've done probably more than 300 lectures, maybe 350 lectures uh, and events and probably similar number of web events, not even counting those, you know, short life uh, 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 Facebook, uh, you know, sessions. So I've done a lot of events and many times what I see is this. Someone goes to a real estate event and they find there's a really good speaker and that speaker talks about um, buying mobile homes. And I'm not going to say mobile homes is good or bad. I'm just saying buying mobile homes is, an, is one way to go about it. No problem. And they, you know, the, this, the person is really articulate, is, you know, looks good, sounds good, experienced, perfect. People leave that uh, session and saying, you know what, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to start investing in mobile home parks. Perfect. Good for you. And then the following week, they go and now they're in another seminar. This time there's an, uh, someone else who talks about apartment buildings and they make it sound simple and doable and make sense. And that same person that until two hours ago was focusing on mobile home parks, now he's doing apartment buildings. You know, he's finishing the session and he's doing an, an apartment building all the way to the following week, week number three. Now he comes in and this guy talks about with an accent, talks about single family homes out of state. Right, and this sounds simple. And this person who's attending all those meetings switches now to third strategy and see what happens. He's losing focus. Find your niche. Your niche is not going to be your niche for life. It's going to be your niche as until you find you think you need to refine your investment strategy, and that's fine. You think that Moreland Park is the way for you to start, which I'm not advocating in favor or against. I'm just using that. Go for it. That's perfect. Right. And follow through. Ex execution, execution is very important. But if you start jumping around and bouncing back and forth and, you know, questioning, you know, yourself all the time, you are not going to be, you know, uh, be able to execute or it's going to be very hard for you to execute. So keep that in mind. Stay focused. By the way, one other thing that I see, especially beginners, not, beginners doesn't have to be, have not purchased, but, you know, in the starting phase and that are a little bit insecure, what they're doing is they're many times talking to others. Their parents, their friends, the, the wife's husband, you know, the, 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 the wife's father, different stories I hear all the time. And many times those other people around are providing, you know, uh, wrong advices. I can tell you when I got started, I did my first real estate investment, U.S. real estate investment, still living in Tel Aviv, Israel. Everybody around me, nobody was doing it, and everybody was, uh, was was investing in the U.S. Not to mention, you know, in real estate, but plenty of advices, right? Mostly for people who has not no experience. When you see that person who's coming and giving you an advice, I would suggest to do one of the the following things, maybe both. Number one, ignore, you know, put your blinders as for the focus and put your earplugs. Ignore that person. 
If you still want to listen to that person, my suggestion is reply to that person. Oh, that's very interesting. What is your experience? How long have you been doing this? You know, what have you, what did you find to be successful? And many times you will see that that person has zero experience or very minimal, but they're giving you the advice. And many times they are actually copy pasting verbally something they heard somewhere else. I call it conventional stupidity, not wisdom, but stupidity. I can tell you that I've been, you know, one of the events I've done a few years back, some lady comes to me after the event when I'm done, you know, kind of still in the room and started talking to me about property managers and their services and their fees and, and really going into it. And then I asked her, why are you so concerned about if it's 7% or 8%? I mean, I understand you, everybody wants to get lower fees, but 7 and 8% is not, 1% difference is not going to make it, you know, a big impact. So how many properties do you own? She says, none. How many properties are you on the contract? None. How much experience do you have? None. She was going on so many things uh, um, related to real estate investing, but zero experience, zero activity, only talk. Right? So keep that in mind, stay focused and, and, you know, avoid the destruction, especially from the conventional stu stupidity. I've been doing it for so many years. The thing that I've heard again and again and again and again, you know what? Those things do not many times, not always do not materialize or do not significantly materialize in real life, right? It's more like someone think about it, thinks about it and not actually happening in real life. So keep that in mind. You know, avoid that, you know, stay focused and avoid that distraction. Leading you to the following point, point number four, mentorship. What do I mean by mentorship? If you want to invest, again, going to mobile home parks or whatever niche or strategy, find that person that can help you, either for free, either for a fee. You know, many times those people who lead a certain strategy have the experience. They have already ironed out or, or uh, you know, got the kinks out of the system for you to just follow through. It may seem like if you're paying someone two, three, four, five thousand dollars seems like a lot of money, but then if you actually see the benefit of what the tracks they've delayed, how many mistakes they, you know, they can help you avoid and find that, especially when you're a beginner, it will save you time and mistakes and, you know, and you know what? We live in, in, in a time that many, you know, there's so much information out there. Sometimes you just want to pick up the phone or send an email to someone who's experienced and get there and pick their brain and talk to them about it and see what they think and kind of, you may not even decide to follow that mentor's uh, uh, answer or idea, but at least you've been through some brainstorm with, the, with an expert. You know what? Forget about expert. With an experienced person to help you make better decisions. That's what, for me, mentorship is all, all about. And it's worth, you know, it's like a shortcut, right? There's a fee for the shortcut, but it's like a shortcut. So mentorship, very, very forward. That was number four. Number five is what I call educating your gut. Educating your gut. What do I mean by that? Many times, many times, um, we have a gut feeling about a decision, right? That decision for us can be, you know, we don't know if it's going to be wrong or right. We just have to follow the gut. The gut is our values. The gut is our, you know, uh, uh, our truth. Many times what we do is we gather the information in order to get that, you know, make that decision, right? So gather the information. That's what I mean by educate your gut. Collect the data, quantity, quality, talk, analyze, whatever. 
This is all educating because there's not always a clear cut what needs to be done. We know that, right? Uh, and that's what I mean by educating your gut. Use that, uh, embrace that, bring information in, analyze it, get it, you know, get comfortable and make a decision what your gut is telling you. Many times when I talk to investors and they, they tell me, you know, everything is fine about the property that I'm looking, but I'm not sure, I, I'm, you know, I'm not sure about it. I may not, you know, I don't know what to do. You know, and I try to explore with them what's the reason they're not so sure. And when they see that it's a strong feeling, but not necessarily logical, but there's a strong feeling, I say, listen, trust yourself. It's okay. There's going to be other houses. Let's drop this one and move to the next one. Your gut is telling you something. Listen to it. Okay. That's what I mean by educating your gut. Number one, two, three, four, five, six, confidence. Number six is confidence. Now, what do I mean by that? When we are, the more investing we would do, the more active we are, the more confident we will be about making decisions, right? So it's hard to be confident, you know, when you're, when you're lacking the experience. So build that activity for making decisions and investing. And again, and again, and again, you know, you don't have to do it every month. You can, but that's, that's not what I mean. But don't let it kind of uh, slip away from you. Keep, keep that in mind. You know, it will build your confidence. When it builds your confidence, you'll be able to make better decisions and smarter decisions altogether. So confidence is important, but you have to, confidence comes primarily either from taking action and execution, or it's inherited by using someone else, like a mentor. I can tell you many times that I've, uh, I had in, uh, investors that lack the confidence, and when I told them, listen, everything I see about this property, I like. I think there's, you know, there's no such, there's no such thing as a perfect property. But considering so many things, I like this property very much. I think you should move forward with it and make an offer. And they, you know, they did or didn't. Every 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 situation is different. And they told me after or during, you know what? That actually helped me because I feel that I'm I'm lacking the confidence, but I'm using yours. I'm leveraging yours. Um, so that's very important. Second point, uh, next point, number seven, support system. What is a support system? Well, support system is people around you that you can turn to. It can be from friends that are in the, in the, in the industry, a mentor that you're working with, maybe the property management company you're using, a realtor or more than one realtor. Those are, you know, those are the people that when you need some advice, they will be around to provide it. Uh, to you and help you. So build that support system. It will, it's, a, you know, it's a very fundamental part of the, of your foundation. I can tell you that recently I had, uh, I've been through, uh, some challenges on some, some of my flips and I immediately started reaching out to my support system in this niche of investing, asking questions, running ideas, getting emotional support, getting mental support, suggestions, ideas, and so on, just to get out of a, a you know a difficult situation. That is has been my support system. I didn't even realize until I needed it how much of a how how big of a support system I have already just by interacting, just by helping others. Um, I have a, a you know a, a team of people that I work with in Chicago, and they say, listen, the day you came into our life and started working with us, our business completely changed around. You bet we will be here to support you when you need. So we want to thank you for helping us. Now it's time for us to actually re repay you, not because we feel obligated, we feel, but we feel blessed uh, 
by having you in our lives and we want to help you as well if we can. So support system is important. You know, invest in your karma, so to speak, because if you need it, it will come back. I have done, you know, I've been on both sides and I've seen how I invested in other people helping them and then getting back uh, from them when I needed. Um, you know, it was a really uh, humbling experience and I'm glad that I was able to reach out to those people, multiple people, and get their advice and support. So just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a t- tested uh, uh, idea or concept. So that was number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, was support system. Number eight, know your strengths and weaknesses, okay? Now, what do I mean by that? Know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, let's use an example. An investor that I spoke to about a month ago kept repeating in the conversation, he doesn't really want to deal with it. He doesn't want to be involved. He wants to be, I could tell that he's either intimidated or he's, uh, um, um, you know, doesn't have the time because he's busy. So his, you know, weakness is for either not the time, doesn't have the time or doesn't have the capacity, mental capacity to stay actively involved with his investment. And we kind of talked about it and I wanted to understand, I, primarily I wanted to make sure we understand in our niche of investing, which is single family homes, rentals, how much time and effort it really would need. And once he understood, he said, okay, I'm okay with that. That's something is acceptable, but he wasn't the first one who, t- who told me that. Um, so for him, it's probably, and I told him, it's probably better from, from the questions and from the content of our conversation, I can tell that it's probably better for you to invest in something more passive, maybe in a REIT, maybe in a syndication, something that will put you in a very, very passive, for whatever reason, right? So that is something that you need to, to, to ask yourself. What are the strong suits? You know, I'm a type A, I want to be involved, I want to be, you know, and that's fine. That, you know, one investment is going to be relevant for you, the passive investment is not. I had a, you know, a gal from, from San Francisco, this is probably three, four years ago, and we were discussing flipping houses in Tampa, and she wanted to be involved in every little design detail, like the tiles, the paint, the, 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 the countertops, the kitchen cabinets, the vanities, all of those things and more. And I told her, listen, this is just not going to work for two reasons. Number one, you're in San Francisco, the property is in Tampa, you want to bring in all your knowledge from San Francisco, and you're not a designer, you just want to be involved into the Tampa market, Tampa market and dictate what needs to be done. You can, but you may, you, you're probably going to make wrong choices because different culture, different taste, you know, and so on. So that's number one. Number two, for my experience, when the investor wants to be as deeply involved, he will slow things down for the process. And that means, in that case, we'll come back to us and say, why it's been taking so long. It didn't work for our system, right? She wanted, it just didn't work for our system. And we ended up not doing uh, a flip together, which is completely fine. I'm just saying she was not comfortable with not making those decisions. I was not comfortable with her being as deeply involved and that didn't work. So this is a type of strengths you know, uh, and weaknesses we need to know in order to find the right uh, um, investment niche. So know those things. And by the way, this may change. You may start as a as an investor with minimal experience with owning rental properties and you gain that experience. And by the time you do your second, third, fifth, 
you already know what works and what really works and you also know about yourself what works what doesn't work for you and you refine your strategy or investment niche and the last point i think it's number nine is what i call greedy greedy has a very negative connotation right people don't want to be greedy don't be greedy you know what i'm going to change that i'm going to try and change it at least for some of us or all of us i think that being a little bit greedy is a good thing and i have learned that aspect from some of my investors that when we had a deal or an offer in a house we were selling um they kept asking maybe we can squeeze a little bit more maybe we can you know we can get a little bit more out of this transaction and not just accept the first offer that comes through maybe negotiate and i can tell you that that actually worked many times not always what i'm trying to say is this if you're a little bit greedy you can always ask for more worst case you'll get rejected Okay, or someone will say no. And every time I have an offer on a house I sell, this is usually where I see it. Oh, actually, when I'm making offers and when I'm, uh, when I'm selling houses, I'm always trying to get more. I always try to be a little bit more greedy. Not a pig, you know, bad, greedy person, but just, you know, let me give you an example. We had an investor making an offer on a house very close to Nashville, Tennessee. And that property was already on the market in a very hot market for probably more than 30 days, maybe even more than 45 days, right? Which was very odd. And the, and the, uh, um, the owner was asking for 220,000. And everything checks fine. And even at 220, it was a, not a bad deal. But because it was sitting for such a long time, we knew something is off. We offered 200,000 with a clear, purpose to, to, to close somewhere around 210. And when we did that, we were actually to, uh, able to get this property, I think for 207, 500. Now the, the, the agent was very hesitant to do that. The investor also was a little bit hesitant and told, and, and I was the only one who said, listen, worst case, she's gonna say no, right? Or we negotiate and come to an agreement. So the investor, I think, was a, a beginner investor, maybe already done two, three investments. So he's not fully experienced. He told me, okay, I'm going to follow your lead. I'm going to make that offer. And it actually worked very well it, for the offer. Eventually, we didn't, add that pro and we didn't end up buying the property because this was a very difficult seller with all sort of uh, uh, requests and conditions. And, you know, she probably didn't sell the property until today. So just to show you, be a little bit greedy when you were, buying be a little greedy when you're selling that's fine on the other hand i had an investor probably an investor who was trying to buy a house in houston maybe four years ago or so and he kept making really low ball offers right he makes one doesn't work the second one nine offers none of them worked i called the agent say what's going on what's the pattern here and she kept saying she said listen this guy keeps doing really low ball offers in a very strong seller's market, it's not gonna work. It is just not, you know, he's not even making a little bit lower offer, he's really making lowball offers. I called him up, I said, listen, here's statistic, he was frustrated. I said, statistically, nine offers, zero success. Something is off. Is it possible you're doing lowball offers? He says, yes, absolutely. I said, okay, maybe we think that. And we talked about it, we came up with a refined strategy, he made the 10th offer and he got accepted and he owns that rental property. So being a little bit greedy is fine. Being, you know, 
Uh, terribly greedy? I don't know. That would be your own personal gut or, or value system telling you. With that said, I am done with all the items uh, that I wanted to cover, what I call the investment muscle. Those are the non-specifics. Um, let me just uh, um, repeat them. We talked about number one, defining your success. Keep it simple, but define it. Something is achievable. One house by the end of the year or within three months. Stay determined. Don't let other people discourage you or problem discourage you from moving forward. Stay focused. That's very, very important. Don't get distracted with other alternatives and options. Mentorship can save you time and money and mistakes. Okay, so don't be shy or hesitant to pay for it and find that mentor in your niche. Educate your gut. It will help you make smart decisions and trust your gut when something telling you, I'm not sure about it. Um, invest, invest and invest and build your confidence. Confidence is important. It only comes from taking action or inheriting from someone else such as a mentor uh, that can help your, your own lack of confidence if, you, if that's the case. Invest in your support system. You would need it. Not maybe, you will need it. So make sure you invest in your support system such as property managers, mentor, uh, um, um, realtor or realtors, lenders, etc. Know your strengths and weaknesses and, f- and, and find that investment niche or strategy that fits them. You're busy, find something that, you know, that fits your busyness. You are, you are a control freak, find something that is, you know, uh, a, a, an investment strategy that fits that. No problem. There's nothing wrong with it. Just make sure there's a match and let it evolve over time. And greedy, the last one, greedy, you know, uh, staying greedy is a little bit of greedy. I think that's fine. You know, asking a little bit more to squeeze out more of a deal, nothing wrong with it. So I would say, Mildly greedy is not a bad thing. With that said, I am now done with what I wanted to cover and I'm I'm gonna open it to questions. Hopefully you have questions. Uh, You can post them in the live or, you know, um, or on the recording when you watch them or send it to us by email. I also wanna mention one more thing. Um, If you wanna be on our mailing list, Go to the to our website, simplydoit.net, and register. You'll get two things. One, we have a series of short videos uh, that you can learn, like this one, that you can benefit. None of them are this long. They're all four or five minutes, maybe one or two or ten minutes. Just education about real estate investing that we've put together. So that's one benefit. Second benefit, when we promote events or properties, you'll be able to receive those uh, uh, promotion or emails and stay up to date with what's going on and stay up to date uh, with, uh, um, you know, with, with investment opportunities, etc. So by all means, join our mailing list so you can get more than just on the Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook Live. And again, we are doing this every Friday, almost every Friday. Um, we, we missed one or two along the, you know, along the year um, at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Typically, we are recording this and putting it on Facebook, podcast, um, and on YouTube. For some reason, our YouTube camera is um, not responding well today, so that's probably not going to be on YouTube just yet, unless we're able to find a way to put it up there. Um, with that said, I am done with the topic for today, and I'm going to wait here for a few seconds for your questions. Hopefully, they will come. If not, that's okay, too. We will wrap it up for today. So I'm going to just wait a little bit and see what's coming.
Very good. Okay, let's wrap it up for today. I want to thank everyone for participating, for joining, for staying, for uh, uh, watching, listening. I hope to talk to you soon, hear from you soon, maybe see you on our, on our mailing list. Have a terrific rest of your day and a terrific weekend. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Congratulations. You're one step closer to success in real estate investment. You've been listening to Real Estate Investing Talks with Danny Bate Orr. To learn how Simply Do It can guide you through the real estate investment process and achieve nationwide success, visit us on the web at simplydoit.net. Thanks for listening.